music, news, interviews, live events, and more. Welcome to the Hivecast with Matt Pinfield. Hey, it's Matt Pinfield. We are on the Hivecast, and I'm hanging out right now with the guys from Man Man. I'm hanging out with Pow Pow, Hogus <laughs> Ryan and Chris, guys, it's great to have you here. How are you guys doing, man? Thanks for having us, man. This is amazing. Yeah, well, thank you for having us. Well, you know what's funny? It's like before we turned the mic on, for those listening, I mean, you guys ran into me on probably a really, really, really fucked up Memphisville night. I was in Philadelphia, where you guys are from. You were opening for Arcade Fire, before, right when they were blowing up. Yeah, you like know. you know, and I was down there for my re- for Columbia Records. I was. The yeah. funny thing in the world, funniest thing in the world is I was asked to just try and sign them, but the problem was I went to you know Mac from Superchunk and said, "Dude, I'm not going to try and you're my friend." I yeah, go, "You're not going to scoop." Them. I go, "I'm not trying." Mean, they weren't going to have it anyway. But the yeah. point was I wasn't even going to ask. The truth was Mac was my great friend. That's not to say I'm not loyal to a label I work for or wouldn't be. Yeah, but there was something about. My relationship with Mac and Superchunk, Butter Glory, all the bands that I totally. love, I was friends with. That I said, look, um, and it wasn't even I wasn't even the main guy on the project from my label, so it wasn't like it was going to be my artist regardless. But I couldn't do that to a friend, so I called Mac and went, Mac, how many motherfucking labels are trying to sign Arcade Fire right now? He goes, everybody. And I won't mention the guy's name, but he said one label guy came down, put his arm around him, and went, hey, so what are we going to do? And he goes. What are we going to do? I've been fucking doing this shit for years with my band Superchunk, and I got a great band. I mean, of course now they've done a deal. Ironically, with Columbia, which is the oh, label is that I work for. Now? Are they done with Merge? Well, no, they're, no Merge and Columbia oh, have a relationship, yeah, yeah, but partner. at the moment it, it didn't work that way. But I called up Mac because I couldn't ever, it's just not my DNA to fuck over a friend or yeah. a backstab a friend or a band I love. It's just not who I am. I so mean, I went down to that show and I was fucking rocked. And so when you I saw just heard me, I heard your voice first, and I just recognized it from, you know, just because you have a great recognizable voice. And I looked across the lobby, and there you were. I was like, oh, all right, this is the highlight of my night. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, but, that was a wild I was time, nice, man. though, wasn't I? Yeah, you were fine. I mean, I was I was a little out of my mind at that period, too. And so was I. Yeah, so, <laughs> I think, yeah. We're was, different now, <laughs> I guess. No, right? we just learned how to... We just learned how to take better care <laughs> of it. Keep it inside a little more. <laughs> it was so crazy. So I got I got to talk to you guys, too, about like the fact that you and I... And I'm talking to Pow Pow right now, but I'm talking... You know, Chris, you know me from like Jersey. Like You, Jersey, you grew man. up in Woodbridge, man. Talk to me about Woodbridge, that. Woodbridge, yeah. I, I used to listen to you on, on 106.3. Yeah, which just it, means so much to me, man, because you know I always tell people, people always go, you know, how did that guy... I explained it. You know, I think on the third week I did 120 minutes. I actually said, you want to know who I am and where I come from? I go, I'm a guy who spun an alternative club for 13 years. Like, I played everything you can imagine from Joy Division to Happy Mondays or Stone Roses in between. And I and, and Lou Reed and Bowie to whatever. And then, and Gary Newman, of course. Yeah. But, like, I talked about that so people would know, like, well, who's this guy? It was also probably pretty shocking that it was a bald dude. At that time, I mean, you were like you—you you were the best. Uh, just as a teenager, you were the best gateway drug ever. I mean, you you, just, yeah, you, for real, man. I mean, you expanded. That's a great way of putting it. It's—it's it's awesome. You know, it's so great when real people can kind of slip into the system. Yeah, and just it, well, yeah. I mean, it got me. At, I mean, it totally changed everything for me. Like listening to the program, because I mean, I, I was like from Jersey. Yeah. 
teaching myself how to play drums, like metalhead kid. I mean, it's like a big thing in Jersey, you know, Jersey Shore and all that shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, you were in a, what part? Birmingham? Montgomery. Montgomery. My, my dad was in the Air Force and he was stationed there. Wow. All you got down there is Dave Matthews and Widespread. But then you like hear shit like the Pixies and you're like, this is the fucking jam. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's great. You know, yeah. I, I love all, all the varieties of music, but it means the world to me that you found that. And when you say Gateway... For me, one of the greatest moments of my life was sitting across a couch from David Bowie in his apartment and just going, you were my gateway. I mean, yeah. I already loved the Beatles, mm-hmm. the Stones, the Who, but then I heard Diamond Dogs and Ziggy. And I go, there's a lot of other shit out there. You know what I mean? Talk, like, and I yeah. just, you know, of course, exactly. I love Bruce. I mean, I loved a lot of stuff, but you guys get what I mean. And then the whole alternative thing was growing, but it was much later yeah but um you know i love the fact that you listen and have and tell, explain people about the melody too just this is really about you but i'm <laughs> i don't mean to make it about me but but i mean you you, you used to come hear me spin there well i, I, I dj there for 13 years so i i mean it was you know play shows and all that stuff yeah. and, and go there i was too young to go to to like party but i knew friends like a, a friend of mine marcus who i used to work at vintage vinyl records in jersey with rob roth Oh yeah, the best. Man. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> dude, I love Rob. It's, it's it's tripped out, man. But that we're is all like... connected through through that because I used to drive to Irvington with mm-hmm. with one of my greatest female friends in the universe, who I still have much love for. But her and I used to drive to Vintage Vinyl in Irvington when it would looked like smaller than this room. <laughs> uh, and I'd buy um, every the import. First, the funny thing is, uh, so I I grew up a few blocks from Vintage Vinyl. I was yeah. really and in ended Fords? Up me- in Fords, yeah. yeah. And and uh, you I know, had a got girlfriend to know also the like there. on that around the block, like on that other back road, who like broke my heart when I was twenty two. <laughs> did, did you have long metal hair? <laughs> I, had, I, I no, I didn't. Um, no, I had I had cut my hair hair by then. Um, yeah. I, I was you know I already shed that skin. Let's yeah. say, yeah. but. Uh, but but yeah, I had a girlfriend of Suzanne remember, who lived around the block from that that whole area, and it was like, and that was before the, the the record store moved there, and it was just so funny. I'm like, here's my record store moving there. Of it's funny. The first week that I started working at Vintage Vinyl, they gave me sledgehammers with another guy because they were closing that shop, and I went I there and smashed all the CD booths to pieces wow. and threw them in a dumpster. So that was really. Uh, yeah, that was my first my first week at Vintage Vinyl Records was That's so amazing. smashing the other one to pieces. But yeah. then, you know, the other one was expanding. It expanded and killed. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. But I love, like, you know, we have that uh, thing where we grew up in that same area. But, all right, I, I talked about myself enough, which is cool, because it's more of a hang no matter what. But said, let me talk about Man Man and what you guys do. Because to me, in 2004, when you came out with uh, the man... Man and blue turban, turban with a face. face was you know, but it's such a cool, <laughs> and I almost feel like every time I hear the records from different eras, I always feel like you guys were, were really ahead of your time, and there were so many people that follow in your footsteps that, you know, and I think it's a good thing whenever you're influential, it's the most brilliant thing ever. But you were coming from a really cool place. I mean, whether whether it's playing the move little fatty or like you know, you know what I mean. But the music you use, like you, the way you guys did instrumentation and the singing. I think well, for, for me. So tell me about that. It all kind of spawned from I didn't know what I was doing when I started the band. Isn't that what what the greatest stuff yeah, ever it's, comes from? It's like <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd spent I you know I, I went to art school in Philly and I went there. Which for, school did you go to? Went right? to University of the Arts and I went for writing yeah. in film. And I I was constantly around music school kids and I never really liked any of their ideas. I thought it was boring. And the, you know once I graduated from school I. Bought a keyboard, didn't know how to play piano, and I just felt like, oh, let me just write some songs and see what happens. So it yeah. came from that kind of place. Yeah. I just didn't know any rules. 
And whenever someone would be like, you can't do that, I was like, why not? It sounds cool. You're like, you know what, man? You know? It sounds no cool. No rules is how everything great. That's how art moves forward. You know, music moves forward. And we know? always talk about how we feel like it's maybe that Philly attitude just kind of drifted in and kind of marinated the band and just the way that we've always done music. Where, yeah. you know, it's we're going to do what we do. If you don't like it, well, then go listen to everyone else, yeah. you know? You know what's great about Hall and Oates too, and I mean, I just no, didn't mention no, it. Cool. I love Hall and Oates. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, man. Um, and maybe it's not the songs people like. You know, I. Funny thing, if if you go back and you watch Access TV now, because they keep rerunning Mark Cuban and Ryan Seacrest, keep rerunning my interviews from two thousand four, five, and six. Yeah, I mean, maybe not every Hall and Oates song, but a lot of them, and I love them a lot because, you know, they were just doing their thing. They're killer, man. They're yeah. amazing. So you know, but I'm not making excuses. Think. I'm proud to love those records because they said the same thing to me you two guys did. You know what they said to me? They go, we're just two guys from Philly. They go, we, we didn't know we were making pop records. We didn't know we were making soul records. We were just doing the music we do. And that's the most brilliant thing I've heard. And they just did it great. You know what I mean? So I mean, I'm proud of them. It is. And they, and they carried it. When they did that duet with The Temptations, do you know like years before, they were such big fans when FIL and all those stations were on the yeah. air. They carried their uniforms in to their gig hmm, and no. ended up making a record with them which is fucking cool that's right? amazing yeah you know mm. anyway sorry to go off on that tangent no that's me not, I, I love you know, I, I can sit here all day while yeah. you go off on tangents yeah. this, this yeah. is just awesome being here yeah no, I love hanging with you guys man but, uh, I love all those people don't even know how great the deep albums are they don't even know Daryl Hall for like for people that are hipsters or prog rock fans was produced a solo record, Sacred Songs, by by Robert Fripp. And oh, no he did a thing on a Robert Fripp album, Exposure, uh -huh. where Robert Fripp stuck him in the studio where he never heard the lyric, the song before and just riffed and wrote a song called You Burn Me Up, I'm a Cigarette. That's right. It's Daryl Hall, man. You know, you know what? I mean, the, the only person- He doesn't give a fuck. That's why he's great, right? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> you know. I, I love to hear uh, the stories from the people that live next door to Hollow Notes when yeah. they're writing all those songs. <laughs> yeah. like, no more! Yeah. Standing yeah. on the wall. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's uh, Philly, you know, you get a band like Hollow Notes and then you get like Sun Ra. Yeah. I and mean, that's what's great about Sun Philly, Ra. just the Philly's extremes. Philly's amazing. Sun Ra's great. Yeah. You know, like I mean, Philly has and all the Gamble Huff stuff just kills me. Like, I love the Philly Yeah, the Philly sound. Yeah, it's deep, man. There's. there's yeah. So much good People shit. don't understand, like, and then Philly had such a big part in, like, the, um, literally the nationalization of rock and roll with the, oh, the original bandstand band yeah, there, yeah, yeah. you know, and Cameo Parkway and all those labels that were there at the time. Screaming Jay recorded there, too. Yeah. I think he recorded I Put a Spell on You there. People don't even, yeah, Screaming I mean, Jay Hawkins did do it there. And yeah. You know, and you know what Which else is, was signed to Cameo Parkway? When he was a kid, was Bob Seger. That's crazy. Yeah, which is well, that, amazing, that song you know? is what changed my life. Well, I put a smile on you, yeah, one of the greatest yeah. songs ever. Yeah. And let me ask you a question. I mean, because I love the Screaming Jay version too, but you, you, also got, you like the Creedence version or not? I like the... The Screaming Jay more, right? Yeah, I like yeah. Screaming Jay more. Well, just because he wrote it and it's like a most fucking crazy... It's, it's, it's almost... I, he thought it was novelty, not realizing how much it would inspire. Well, what, you know? What's crazy about that song is that I'm I'm not wild about his discography, but just that song, it just yeah. gets right to the core. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just hits you. And I I first heard the song in a Jim Jarmusch movie, Stranger yeah. Than Paradise. One of my faves. I was like 19 yeah. in film class, and this, yeah. I was like blown away. Like, yeah, because they this use music? it every time carrying the case walking. Yeah, I know. I was, it just blew me what away. What a great Jim Jarmusch movie, man. Dude, Jim Jarmusch was, you guys, you got to know, in a new wave band back in the day. I, yeah. I still, I was, after 9 11, my ex wife and my daughter and I were like, 
We had nowhere to go. We lost our apartment. I moved into my apartment 10 days before 9-11 on John Street. But one thing I did remember was that I had T-shirts I could wash and close from the radio station in my storage. And I had two storages, so I went through that, and then I found this vinyl album. I'm like, holy shit, there's that record, Jim Jarmusch. Was he a silver fox then, too? Yeah, he was a silver yeah. fox, yeah. yeah or he was Steve, a blonde fox. The Steve Martin. Um... <laughs> you know, like, it was like that kind of thing. Yeah. But no, so, so getting back to what you do and who you love, like, what was the thing? Because, you know, what you do with instruments and like you how do you collect and, and decide on how you wanted to work on those songs how, and then tell me how you two met because i tried playing guitar like when i was in high school kind of i bought a bass and i bought like a red hot chili peppers tab book yeah. <laughs> try to learn some slap bass solos cool. yeah i mean i mean i love flea. it's one of the things love you do and i try to get to somewhere yeah but i you, I, you know start i couldn't great songs man and, they, and remember they yeah. were listening to sly and stevie and great stuff when they were starting their thing I mean, and, and punk rock and i, I didn't have I didn't, I didn't have the knack i couldn't do it so then i was like oh let me just mess around on guitar and then i was really into like the chicago scene in the night like the thrill jockey stuff and then I Any saw of the touch and go stuff too, or no? Yeah, I did like touch and go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I was playing guitar. And I was like trying to do that kind of breezy stuff. And then I, when I saw it live, I wasn't into it at all. So I put down the guitar. I was like, you know, fuck like, guitar. It, I don't want to play guitar happen. anymore. <laughs> and so well, is it because it, it just didn't deliver live? For it didn't. You? It didn't deliver, and I didn't like the attitude. Didn't it sounded like the record. There was no connection to an audience. You know, it's yeah. like look at us play these instruments really well. And I just, I wasn't into that vibe. I wanted something more visceral. Yeah. You know. And so straight from the heart, from the soul, like yeah, out of your arms, out of your fingers. I can't even fathom being in a band. And so I mean, Man Man's my first band. Yeah. So I bought a keyboard, and I learned to play keyboards with drummers. You know, and I think that's why I just you know that's my style is rhythmic and playing with a guy like Chris. Yeah, it was sick. so cool. Yeah, right? it's sick, man. And that's why we connected. And when did you guys meet, Chris? Tell me about how you guys found each we other. Met, it, you know, it's uh. I mean, you know, from the records and the, the sort of music we make, I mean, really, it's like, I mean, you know, given Philly's a big city, but the scene is small. It at times feels like a college town in that sense. It's like the community's small, you know, and you know all the people playing different things. Of course, there's South Street things. bars, just like places, you know, you go yeah. and hang. You know, like the kids who are into the, you know, like the the real experimental art. or like, art, you know, artsy stuff, art rock yeah. or whatever, you know, you, you find each other really quick. Yeah. You know, and then you Sorry. hang out at the same coffee shops you. and all that you yeah, know, and stuff yeah. and there weren't that go many to the same shows. How many bands were around when you guys first met, like in 2004, right? He was in a great band called Need New Body, and I was a fan. I just, I really yeah. loved the energy of the band. And then we were like the other weird band in town. And then everything else was just What was the like, other, what you called Man Man then? Or, oh, yeah, we were called Gamelon. Same yeah. songs, but we had to change the name. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, that was really, that's when that was happening. We were all, you know, we just were hanging out. We were like, oh, you're yeah. you're weird band and we're weird band. You know, yeah, we're not playing just rehash rock. Yeah. We're yeah, not playing exactly. the same Nuggets compilation songs, yeah. you know? Yeah. We yeah. love those records, but we want people to, we want to write right. something new. And we kind of, we kind of like came from the same background. You know, what blew my mind was when I was, 20 and someone gave me a can record and that just like cool. like oh wow this world exists yeah and, and then for can... me like going to philly and actually going to one of the the concerts in rittenhouse which was the orchestra the sunra orchestra yeah I mean, this is oh, you know sunra sunny already had, had passed but you know but this so was the music's there yeah marshall you know, allen was like leading the band was like from wayne kramer blew my like, mind. you know everybody in the world like people, yeah you know we talk about that a lot you know sunra was just there was something incredible space is the place yeah and <laughs> you, know, you know it's true it uh, really is and but i we just felt like we there was just some connection that we had or at least our two bands and then when things started to kind of fall apart with each of our bands 
you know, it just made sense for Chris and I to link just up. teamed up and, and just, just go for it, you know? Yeah, we've been we've been flying under the radar ever since. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, but things are starting to really happen, which is great. I mean, Anti's such a great label, you know, or Anti. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, you want yeah. to pronounce it. You can pronounce it Anti or Anti. How do you pronounce it? Anti. Anti. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> great label, though, man. They're so cool. And they, how did they discover you guys? I mean, was it? Um... It was a long flirtation. You know, yeah. it was just one of those things where uh, my friend Drew, he worked at Urban Outfitters putting together mixtapes. Connected and, some dots there. You know, and... Connect some dots. He had worked with uh, Tom Waits for a benefit CD, and wow. it was like a year, year and a half courtship. Yeah, wow. And we and we definitely, after the experience we'd had. Did you cover Tom Waits? No, no. no. I was going to say you do that, 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 that would feed, That would feed in too much. <laughs> I, don't I don't want to disservice his songs yeah. by no, I get it. me rubbing it in the dirt. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, and it, it worked out because we, we definitely wanted to work with a label that would let us do our thing. Yeah. Which I think is very cool about that label. That's why they're, why they're and so it's, good. And we, yeah. we, I mean, we've been talking about this a lot. You know, when we started out, you know, most of the bands that we started out with, they either broke up or they got huge. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of, and we've just been doing our Who own were band. those bands? I can't remember. Like, uh, I mean, that was like the time of like the Strokes and how, it was, it was kind of like the rock rehash part, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I like this, I like that Strokes record, but. Yeah. I'm going to tell The Hives. Yeah. I get what you mean. When the Garage Revisited. Thing, yeah. You know, and it's like, was... it's. It's funny. Jet, I think. Yeah. So you go through all that. But, yeah, you know, yeah. It's great. You know, working, you know, Rabbit Habits on your 2009 record was, <laughs> what a great song, but Fred Armisen, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that because, you know, I love Fred <laughs> and doing that video. And He was cool, man. I mean, about. he was friends with Charlene. And yeah. I was, and I was friends with Charlene. And so she just asked him if he wanted to do it and you know, he comes from a background of indie rock or whatever. Oh, you, yeah. You Sick drummer. Yeah, he's, yeah, great totally. drummer. Trenchmouth, right? Trenchmouth, yeah. yeah. And loves so much music. And and he's just so supportive. You know, we always talk about the jam. You know, we love the jam. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, you know. But he, he jumped on a flight on a Sunday morning, came out, shot the thing, and flew back the same day to New York. Yeah. We shot in L.A. I mean, it takes two and a half minutes before the song starts in that video. Yeah. But it's brilliant, though. I don't like music videos, typically. Yeah, so generally. I, so so it's getting... more like a film, a short film, yeah. and, a, and a song. And that's my take actually, on it, you know? I, that's why I, I, I think it's great. If because... I get a budget for a music video, I'm a kind of a failed film student, so I want to try to, like, collaborate with someone to let me be involved. And that's why it was so cool, like, the thing with, like, uh, he goes, huh. I, uh, beef, I go, but, but I don't eat meat. <laughs> you know, like, I don't eat meat. My, my, uh, my friend Martin. I'm an animal lover. Martin, you know Martin Starr? Yeah. He was in the video. Yeah. But he's the other werewolf, and he, yeah. I felt bad for him because he had two 12-hour days of wearing that full gown. Oh, was it hot? Was it hot? It was hot. <laughs> and the bartender was Brett from yeah. uh, 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 Gerwitz. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Brett Gerwitz? Yeah. Yeah. He was I'm the bartender cool. in the video. Yeah. And I love Brett, by the way. He's a cool guy. I remember one a great moment of Brett, me, and Tim Armstrong staying on the rocks outside of the Epitaph, like, compound. Just That's talking a about photo. where the future <laughs> of, of music was going in that period when Tim had turned down the major label deals, and I'm standing there with him and Brett outside just talking about where it's going. It was a fucking brilliant moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a really, you know, it was a 90s moment, which I wish people did have, you know, Instagram, like someone driving by, phones. someone driving by a sunset. <laughs> yeah. That's a great picture. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, but it was just funny. The three of us just sitting there contemplating. Um, anyway, enough of my bullshit. Let's get back <laughs> to yours. And yours isn't bullshit. And yours is great. But honestly, um, 
No, so like the, where were we? I don't even remember. We're talking about we're talking about 2009 in that Rabbit Habits video, and <laughs> oh, the yeah, song yeah. is so great too. So tell me about the video being two minutes thirty forty five seconds in. Was that your idea? Was that like, yeah? You know, and Charlene and I collaborated on that. Opening. I'm making that right. Yeah. yeah. Did um, you also write? the actual script for that we, we kind of b-sheeted it out and then she and fred kind of riffed you know we we figured so out where good. it would go yeah charlene's, I mean, charlene's amazing i mean she is great you know and after you know obviously. and and fred was just so rad that he just came out he, he did you know 10 hours of flights to do that with us yeah so we, we really lucked out he's one of the coolest dudes ever man. And my buddy lex directed the video and tell me about who's no Le- permits who's lex? Just, um Lex Hallaby. Yeah. No permits is a great way to do things. Just fucking riff it. And know? then, because, I mean, I think Teen Wolf was a big movie for me when I was a kid. Yeah. And the so, original, not some- The original this, one, this yeah. bullshit M- TV show that's out now. Oh, shit, I forgot. I'm, MJ I'm Fox. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot I'm in the studios at MTV. Yeah. And so we, and, uh, oh, what's- Ice Cream Man was in that video. Yeah. He let us use his ice cream yeah. truck to, so they could surf on oh, top. Oh, so great. And yeah. it was great because uh, Martin and Charlene, I was like, Charlene, you know, I, I could wear the outfit and do it. I don't want you to get hurt. She was like, screw it, I'm doing it. Fuck that. <laughs> and so so badass. She, she's a little badass, man. Yeah. She's, you can tell that. That's something like you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like we got along well because there's just no compromise in what we want to do. Yeah, and that's what's great. And the new record, I mean, I'm working with Mike Mogus, man. Mike's great, man. You know? Oh, yeah. So, so tell me about working with Mike. Were you like a big fan of Saddle Creek or just his, I mean, how did, did he find you? Did you guys go after him? We what, uh, some mutual friends. Yeah, but, Juan, who you met earlier. Yeah, yeah he, he set it up. So. Yeah. I, I, I was a big fan of um, the production on Falling Off the Lavender Bridge, the Lightspeed Champion record. Yeah, what a, hey, what, yeah I just love the way, way that record sounded. by the way, people don't even realize, and that's... Dev. I, yeah. I've never met Dev, but I really yeah. love that record. Yeah. People don't realize how good that Lightspeed Champion stuff is from 2006, right? 2007. Yeah. And it just gripped Around me. Around that like, period. I love that shit. Man. Um, I, what, Maybe it was 2005. The strings on that record really got me. Yeah. I was like, I want to do something like this. You know, cramming what we do into there. And we were at a point, too, where we'd done three records, you know, the way that we were doing, scrambling, recording warehouses, apartments. And we just kind of, we needed a change and we needed a producer. We needed someone with outside input. Yeah. Who could help us. You know, I mean, we went in with all the songs, but we just needed someone with like really good ears. And, and Bogus like, heard your songs and was like, man, I can work with this. Right? He's fucking brilliant. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's crazy what a shredder he is too. Yeah. You know, you don't realize how good of he's, he's No, he's you don't. Know, he's like, they, don't, they have no idea. He's fucking great. He's And, and we... We just connected instantly, and it was great. Because, I mean, I can't really... I can't talk in music terms. Yeah. So I have to talk in, like, film terms, and that can drive people nuts. But I could tell Mike, like, Mike, this section right here, it needs to sound like you're on a mountaintop, and your hair is blowing, and it's like a lunar sunrise. You realize that's how John Lennon used to explain to George Martin how to do songs. It was never in musical terms, which is a cool thing. I, yeah. Yeah, it's just the only... You know, <laughs> it, it drives band members crazy. Uh, yeah. Or ex band members, but crazy. you have ex band members. Well, by the crazy. way, you guys have been together a long time, so at least the nucleus of greatness. Oh yeah, we're there. fine. We're good. You know? <laughs> All good here. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but it's it's crazy because I remember um, one of the guys in the band, Killer Player, who used to be in the band. Um, we had a section of the song live, and I'm like, I want you to scream like that scene in Real Genius when the guy's in study hall and he loses his fucking mind. I want you to have that frustrated scream. He's like, never seen the movie, but okay, whatever. And so he would do that. Two years later, we were watching the film in the van. We got to that segment, 
and he fucking was doing it. Like, <laughs> so he nailed yeah. it. And when he saw the clip, he was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Doing it just like you and described it. And he didn't it. even yeah. realize that <laughs> yeah. you just, you, you explained it to him. You brought the relativity was, to it. I was like, dude, By trust the way, no, me. No, trust no, me. No pun intended with real genius. But <laughs> yeah. No, but it's true. It's incredible. This is the Hivecast with Matt Pinfield. Now we're talking about <laughs> things that we love, films and, and records. Tell me, first off, with you, Ryan, what are like four or five of the favorite albums you've ever had you could not live without? As a kid, the first CD or record that I ever owned was uh, the La Bamba soundtrack. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, it was great a great movie. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Yeah, it was a great movie, movie, man. I love that Lou movie, Diamond man. Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips nailed it, man. He's yeah, badass. Yeah, badass. It's it's Filipino, great in that too. film. Yeah, he did it right. You know, it was yeah, great. Good, good dude. Uh, yeah. Richie. Yeah. You know, I can't listen to Sleepwalk. Every time I that hear Santa Sleepwalk, Johnny, I, mean? yeah, every time I hear Sleepwalk, I, I have to oh, go to yeah. a phone like, Richie, yeah. no! So good, right? Yeah. But anyway, uh, I saw that with my mom. We were like, it's when we were living in Germany when I was a little kid. So, were, I mean, you, my were, you, dad was, were you an Air Force or Army brand? Or? Air Force. And my yeah. dad was stationed over there. Yeah. And so I guess in the critical years when you're influenced by your peers of what to listen to, what's cool, what's on the radio, I didn't have any of that. So I have like this huge like block of just my music encyclopedia just empty there, which yeah. I think was good because made me for my own yeah taste exactly. And so yeah. the La Bamba soundtrack, I remember I had Weird Al on cassette tape. Yeah, uh, and the Fat Boys. Those are my first three. That's great. That was fun, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, and you were it's so weird. It's like, yeah. And then as you moved on to like your teen years, <laughs> what were your favorite things? My teen years, um, like I went to high school in Alabama, so. I knew I didn't. I wasn't into like widespread. You know, it, that's music's fine. You know, just it wasn't my no, thing. No, they're, they're good bands. Everyone in like a big way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, they, they kill it. I'll open for widespread. Yeah, widespread. Bring man man they're on awesome. tour. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, for me, I mean, like, you know, they just they're they've been hard, doing it. That's an example. A hardworking band, a great band who you know just gives it their all. You and know they know also I mean? like they do a lot of stuff for the community. Which they do great covers rad. too. No sugar tonight. Like guess who? They kill that fucking yeah. song. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, but. But, you were but it wasn't the band that I was. I was just wasn't into like the kids who were all into that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of had to discover, and like I guess the most like uh, Dead Milkman. Yeah, a friend of mine. For had, Philly, I, mean, I know. You know I, I didn't even know. Philly, I, didn't even, I didn't make that connection. <laughs> right, it's amazing. I had the mm. Meters compilation because I wonder cool. Coconut Records. It was by my house, and I oh, that's a cool looking box set. I'll buy it. Yeah, I like Blind Melon a lot. Yeah. Which oh, I great. guess the first those time are... I've admitted that publicly. Well, you should not not admit it. Those are, that was a great record. Yeah, he had a record. killer yeah. voice, man. And the second record too, man. I mean, they, you know, he uh, yeah, totally. Right, we he, almost... he didn't live long enough to actually. Uh... I know. I, I I don't. And we almost on this record, we didn't have time because we we couldn't pry the bong away from a, a friend of ours in Omaha. But we were going to try to put a bong sample in King Shiv. A track on the record, yeah. Because I remember in high school there was one of the songs on the first Blind Melon record. There's like water bubbling, yeah, and it was a bong. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> it was you so know? it's so corny, but yeah. we just we were just no, laughing about it. it. Tones of Home. There's so many good songs. Yeah, that, right? we kind of yeah. blew it on the bong, but yeah. we, we we had to make a record. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like funny people like a lot of people might not realize. I mean, you know, No Rain was it is it is a great song. It's a great song. Yeah, it's and cool. the record's great too, and the next record was great too. I mean, it, problem with Shannon. You know, was um, that he was so talented, and it was just, it was a fucked up thing that happened. He was, his heart couldn't stand the strain of of the partying, you know, on the road. 120 minutes, man. Thank you. That's yeah. how I found out about that. Right. So yeah. I guess I'm on record with you, Mr. Pinfield. Yeah, I, I love no. Bly Melon. Yeah, and that's I, you know, I yeah. love too. You know what's crazy? I was with Bly Melon the night they played SNL. 
I was also with Nirvana. That's cool. Rehearsals for SNL. So I always joke, and I, I don't mean this in a funny way. I always said, shit, I don't know if I should go back to SNL because everybody I fucking go with, you know, yeah, something lose happens. Them, something fucked up happens. Mm. But of course, I've broken that a couple years later. And well, when we never play SNL, I'll invite you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Do. <laughs> when when, when we never do, get don't that ask invite, me to go. No, no, it's great. I think fear ruined any chance of a band like us ever being on SNL. Oh, what do you mean? Like, oh, and also record sales. You mean but... leaving? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. That, I think that's amazing. <laughs> we were just reading the SNL book uh, on our last tour, and it it's so rad that. John Belushi was a fear fan. Yeah, huge. That's fear so fan, cool. Yeah. And we have Clue in the uh, in the van right now. You know, ever, you know, it's so funny with Clue too. And I, I met John Belushi when I was a kid. I was a, I could get into bars underage, and he, he was at. Tracks. Did you look the same when you were a kid? Just a I little had smaller. Hair. I had hair, and I and I was a little thinner. But I, I got thin fat, thin fat. You know how shit goes. I know how it goes. I was short Irish English kid. You know how it goes. But it's so funny because I. Uh, I could get into bars at 16 years old in New York City, and I fucking went up to the bar, and I liked this band who played CBs called Neighbors and Allies, who um never put out a record, but um they were friends. Jimmy Destry from Blondie was going to produce them, and he and Belushi were pure party friends. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So I got invited to see like to this, their show at Tracks, and then I remember Belushi going to me, "Hey, kid." What, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, vodka and orange juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got some fucking no. Nice. And, uh, but it was so cool. Belushi gave it. He goes, don't worry about the money. I mean, <laughs> he didn't give a shit. I, I, Belushi serves me a free drink. It was so fucking cool. You know, as awesome. a kid, it was so nuts. I, I think was, that uh, teenage that's kid, why dude. musicians and comedians tend to gravitate towards each other. Because you can relate to just the fucking hustle of touring. Yeah. And just like, you're... you're uh, tweaked way of looking at the world yeah it you know? is you're going from place to place yeah you know it's like you see the rest stops of america yeah and it's turned the page and... by bob Seeger and a hundred other uh like other oh that was a little more back when he wrote that song it was when you got people looked at you and gleamed at you for long hair they didn't care as much now but the truth is there's still the idea that it's town to town there's a grueling part of it pretty much like radiohead's meeting people is easy you know thing yeah go through that. that's going to be the name of our uh, our dvd is uh, questionable meals yeah, filthy bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, the story of man, man on tour forever. Yeah. You ever do, do one of those deals where you're like in uh, Paris or a European <clears throat> country, and there's three bands on the tour, and there's a sh one shower, and it's a hundred degrees in the venue, and uh, they're like, we have no towels, so you're like drying your 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 back and your balls with your t-shirt. You just try to, you got to do what you got to do, right? I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're we're going. I mean, out. I just did that with friends. I went on. I went on tour with friends, and in Paris, it was a venue with three bands playing, and it was like, "Hey, uh, I know that you're going to that next gig in Germany in a half an hour. You better use the fucking shower." No towels. Uh, you know, and we're going over I've with definitely dropped my body comes in handy with my moment. own T-shirt yeah. after a shower <laughs> on tour. I have definitely, ex I have definitely experienced. You know that. what that's about? Yes, that's great. So it's a beautiful the, thing. So on Onipon, Onipon, yeah. Because you know, I'm sitting there like I'm saying, how do I pronounce it? Is it on Onipon? Is it on Onipon? But it's a great record, man. Thanks, man. Songs Thank are you. so good. Thank you. You got back together with Mike. Yeah, we could. Right. We, yeah, it was good. Working with him before, we we had the shorthand down, like yeah. I was saying, where I could give him a wild-ass description. He knew what we were talking about. Yeah. And it was just Chris and I writing the record. And so we didn't have the distraction of having to wrestle with creative 
idiosyncratic egos, you know? Yeah. We just had to wrestle with each other. So when we were on the same page, let's get it fucking done. Yeah. And let's, we don't care if we alienate our fan base because ultimately. We're writing exactly what we wanted to write. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like the other stuff. It just, it came well, out the way it to. did, you know? And yeah. that's it. I don't think you, and, and is your main fan base, they've been actually been fond of it, right? Yeah. I mean, the people that want to like grow up, you know? Yeah. Well, as any band, right? You know, they hang on to one or two records and they want to yeah. like, keep repeating yeah. it, you know? But most of the fans are just, they're psyched, they're psyched on it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's they love it. And record, it's, and man. they, they said it's, it's uh, surprising. It was like really yeah. surprising for them. You got to go, you got to grow, grow as, as individuals, as a band, as people. We're multi, multi-dimensional human beings. Yes, you, you are. Know? Yeah, you're not one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talk. You're about... like those stick figures in the Jersey Shore characters in, on the corner over there. Yeah, that pretty much nails it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more personality in those things. Yeah, right. I kind of want to kiss Snooky right now, though. They're uh, actually really. Yeah, nice they people. seem like they're private. I mean, they actually are really, really nice people. I don't. I just. I, I like. To, we joke around, and and they, I think there's a mutual understanding. I'm sorry yeah. I took us down that road of talking about them. Yeah, no, and it's not about your music, <laughs> by the way. It was just that it happened. They happened to be. I would love it if they were like Man Man fans. Fuck it. Yeah, that'd be rad. Well, the reality is that's what it is. It's like as many people. I think the most you don't choose your audience; your audience chooses you. Yes, and the reality is, if your music is great and it touches people in different ways, like that's the thing that's always been weird when artists get weird and go, "Oh, I don't want that guy to like my shit." I'm like, dude, you should be glad someone. Right. If it touches them, who gives a fuck? I mean, I I mean, that's that's the thing about music that I find the most magical is the transformative nature where you just, you know, I write a song about being fucking audited. To someone else, that's a song of like, let's get crazy and, and we've all crash been our car, <laughs> you know, crash our car into a lake. Yeah, you know, but it's it's cool. I do you know? love that song, by the way. That fucking oh, thanks. pop song, and that song you wrote as well. That's the one on the record. Yeah, head yeah, on. Yeah, head on is so oh, yeah. great. The video's great. The song, you know, everything about it. You know, I got lucky with that song. Just kind of that pops just, out of the ether, you know. Dude, it, people love it. They find like I was so happy. Sirius XM started playing it for you. Yeah, they've been so they've been so. My friend Jeff Regan over there and. Everybody there, like, they really got behind it. And I think that song's genius. It's so good. I'm blushing beneath my mustache. You can't see yeah. it. Uh, it's, it's one of Speaking those... Speaking of mustaches. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. He had. Yeah. Right. Well, it feels right. that way, playing it every night, you know? Well, it's like, it's it was at a time, too, where we were working on the new record. and yeah, it was, wasn't working. Yeah, and it wasn't working. And it was something that, you know, I was thrilled about the when... Head on, kind of started, you know, started yeah. off and, and feel uh, that song was so good. I brought, I brought it in, you know. It's like I had the string sound on my keyboard. I was like, oh, let's just see where this goes. And in a lot of ways, it was a song about, you know, to myself to keep doing it because it's yeah. like, fuck, man, been doing this band for ten records. years, it's ten been... years, yeah. And I was like, it doesn't get any easier. It never does, man. No, I know, yeah. I know. I mean, I know that now. But I know that you guys know too. <clears throat> I mean, that's what separates the uh, men and women from the boys and girls. It's like people. It sounds like a funny thing to say, but like I mean, like you fucking, you're either you either go for it or you don't. Well, you totally gotta have clarity right. of vision, and you yeah. just gotta keep doing what you do, and hopefully people catch up with you, or you're just delusional and you'll you'll die on the street. But at least you died your way, you know. Yeah, and you guys have definitely taken your entire path. Your own way, which is the thing that I love about the band, you know. Well, I appreciate it. So well, good to have you guys here. You yeah, dude. Thing. I'm fine. You finally got us in here. It's awesome. Yeah, isn't I it appreciate fun? It. Hey, you know, I think I I also love that you're carrying on a good Philly tradition because Philly, you know, always gets a bad rap for music, and I always tell people, I'm like, are you kidding me? There's been great Philly music. 
I sit there and remind people, Todd Rundgren, Nas, fucking, Hall & Oates, Philly International. Back to life. Yeah, Back yeah. yeah. Soul to soul, man, baby. That's great shit. Yeah, yeah, man. I love those records. You kidding me? That stuff's great. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love that we're from Philly. It's pretty rad. It's a it's great like, town, rad. too. It's so radical, man. No, but it's, it's Philly's a great town. It's yeah. nice to rep it, too, you know? People need to experience it, uh, and the roots. I mean, you know, it's so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, so totally. there we go, right there, right with Quest yeah. and all those guys. And so, that's another band from Philly that just did their thing. And yeah. yeah. got caught up, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you guys have that, man, which is why I love this record. I want to, I really want to advise and inspire people to go out and buy it. I appreciate it, yeah, man. On, we just want to hear pond. it. I mean, you know. It's strange to be in a band that's hard to categorize. Like, you yeah. wouldn't think that would work against you. But I feel like in a lot of ways it has for so many years because it's like they, you know, they don't know how to describe it. So, but then I and then I hear like you know, listen, there's so many great bands out of Brooklyn, but then I hear at least a dozen who sound like they've been listening to your records for the last seven years, and that means it, I mean that in a good way. No, no. They're inspired by you, mm. but I'm saying that you guys were doing a lot of shit the way people are doing it now a long time ago. Well, I appreciate that, which yeah. is why I'm. You know, I'm so glad that you sad. recognize it. It's it's good. No, that's how I feel. And that's the authoritative stamp. Yeah, it is, no, man. True, Thanks man. for saying that. Yeah, it's... but it's the damn truth. But the great news is, you guys, your audience keeps getting bigger, which I love because yeah, shit, you know. I mean, the thing about Head On, you know, it's, it's a song. I know I could not have written that song ten years ago. Yeah. I had to have the this experience, this this trip, this fucked up, bumpy, all over the place, living out of a duffel bag, whatever. Just muscling through different band members. Fortunately, Chris stuck around. Um, but, uh, you know, that song came out <laughs> of like... That's hanging out at the Melody, listening to me on 106. That's what I'm I mean, saying, man. Thank you, man. But I'm so glad that you were like part of that history, too. But Not that that matters to your fans, but I just think it's great, Chris. I can't believe you were actually in nightclubs I spun at. Dude. Yeah, dude, you should have bought him a fucking vodka and orange juice. Yeah, I would. Have. You know that's it. You know, like, well, you know, I I owe you one absolutely because at least yeah. you were probably underage and Belushi bought me one when I was sixteen. <laughs> so, but that's funny, isn't it? Well, we, God, we got to start buying more drinks for underage kids then. <laughs> yeah. uh, of course, that was way before Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Yeah, guys. you know, <laughs> it was a different world. But, but no, but, the new record's great. Guys. Well, what I was gonna say was with Head On. The cool thing about it is that it's it's we lucked out. It's like our worm on the hook. Yeah, you know, we throw. You know, if people, I, I can recommend that song to just about anyone. And, and ideally they, a gateway drug. Yeah, that we can way, pull them know? in and they can see that we fucking care. Yeah. And we've been just trying to make great records our way. And they can go three records back and hear the, the brain out. Melting. Yeah, the other yeah, exactly. All the tweaked out stuff that yeah, we crazy. did in it. But yeah. you know, but it's all it's the same people. It's all the same thing. You yeah, know, no, and it's, it's and it's like an evolution and it's just a really great position to be in. To have a song like Head On and feel so great about everyone hearing it. And then um, we have all that the back catalog. Yeah, I'm so glad you have that, man. But the record's great too, so people need to go deeper into it. Get into it, yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. even ask you, Chris, because I, you know, yeah, please, I'm, Ryan, I'm, I'm dominating. You know, I mean, no, no, but it's understand. I had to go to you too, because I'm like, all right, albums you loved, three or four albums that were like your first few records. First, uh, you know, the first, uh, it was a single, right? Cassette yeah. single. <laughs> Holy right? shit! Getting uh, salt and pepper, push it. Yeah, great song oh, by yeah. the way. Right, that was like great that melody. Production. Yeah, great production. <laughs> yeah, it's like that melody. <laughs> that was it. Good. Yeah, that <laughs> that shit great. was stuck in my head so as a good, kid. Man. You can't you ask know? my parents for a little Casio keyboard. You know, a little 
Yeah. Old, so I could learn that melody, you yeah. know, put a beat on. But you know, I uh, yeah. People don't realize how influential those great those records were on like Next and you know all that oh, Priority so yeah. profile was cool. Like old hip hop records were just fucking yeah. cool. Well, and like and that first Fat Boys too. I mean, this is something that you know this, that came <laughs> yeah. up. It's like that it was, was cool, though. you know because I was young and it's like that was on the radio. That, was it, that first know? Fat Boys record. And it was playing in like the rec center. That's yeah, how I yeah, you know. The, I was playing cool. like air hockey with like when they have the wood because they can't afford like the. Uh, and it's in a rec center in Germany and the what's the movie Disorderlies yeah he was playing there I was like who are these fat dudes they're cool yeah <laughs> yeah, no, that guy's great. wearing a beaver hat yeah I know it's great that was a really that was a fun <laughs> fun time fun in music yeah. and yeah. then like and like maybe another single I had was the uh, Parents Just Don't Understand yeah and there's like, more Philadelphia shit. yeah, yeah you know, totally, Will, you know? and by the way you know I mean you know I only have my own experiences with Will Smith but he's he's a super fucking nice guy and he, he came up to me here at this company one day when he's like, dude, he goes, you know, you're from Jersey, I'm from Philly, let's all, you know. I go, no, dude, I'm, I'm only like 30 minutes from you, like 35 in New Brunswick. So we went through like the whole. He's from Philly, too. Yeah, but like he's a real Philly, Philly dude. Yeah. That's why, you know, but he was nice, you know, so. Yeah, man. He's not like Bucks County. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Philly. Yeah, where are you from? Uh, Yardley. Yardley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All no right. disrespect to that. Though. Yeah, no, not at all. A lot of friends of mine came from that area who were in bands. No, it's just eventually. funny. Like when yeah. I hear bands and they say they're from Philly. Philly. No, but I'm from New Hope, Lambertville, New Jersey. Lee, I'm yeah. on the border, yeah, baby. Right. I got it. Yeah. Ryan, tell me about the whole thing with Wolf Blitzer and like eating <laughs> babies. I mean, you know, like you yeah. know, I, I, um, we have a song on the new record called End Boss, and when we were writing the song, it, it just you know sometimes these stories come out of just nowhere, you know, trying to contextualize stuff. And I had a story about a baby-eating wolf who likes to eat babies and then go, like, burn off some steam in the barrio, drinking vodka and listening to Danzig. Yeah. You know, you obviously, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> no, I but I, I would just, you know, I don't like to repeat themes or images, so I was like, what if it's Wolf Blitzer eating babies? Mild-mannered, beautiful Wolf Blitzer. And so when we were writing the song in the studio, I, I had, like, a picture of Wolf Blitzer and I put it on my face and sing the song to Chris, trying to just fuck him up. And I uh, just kind of mutate out of that. And so live, it's a song where I'm just singing. So I had an outfit made by this girl, Naomi, and it's a long dress <laughs> with Wolf Blitzer's face all over it. <laughs> we just like pulled a press photo, like a headshot, and it's all over. It's really pretty. From a distance, it just looks like a polka dot dress. Up close, you see it's Wolf Blitzer's face. So anyway, I got interviewed about it by Brenna for MTV Hive. Thanks. And Anderson Cooper's people saw it and just jumped on it. And it was awesome. And I was interviewed about it. And he did an entire ridiculous. So this is three and a half minutes of Anderson Cooper talking about the song about Wolf Blitzer being a baby eater. It's <laughs> so great. And so many things happened in the segment that if any one of them occurred, it would have been enough. But every time it was like my mom was getting blown. They did karaoke, the lyrics. I got Danzig a shout out. I had Anderson Cooper give Danzig a he shout did. out. And, you know, Clint probably amazing. appreciates it. I mean, I mean, you know, he deserves that, right? Yeah, he's the original <laughs> doom whopper. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he and uh, Jerry Osho's guys would just bury the hatchet. I know. Never I know. happened. It's like Axel with Slash and Duff. You know, I love Danzig. Yeah. But anyway, and and then the third thing was there was a photo of me wearing this this dress, and it I have Wolf Blitzer branded as a baby eater. Wow, it's mind blowing. If you don't like the band. If you don't like the song, if you don't like my face, you can still appreciate the clip. It's on CNN. Yeah. So then a week later, Wolf Blitzer, like, so he had to sign off on it, I'm guessing. So it's not libel. 
Because yeah. it was just Anderson Cooper having fun. I think he probably appreciates it like a current band, actually. It, like It was, was cool. He was you doing know? new music. It was cool. A cool band. Like, actually, he's talking about him. So a week later. Because he probably doesn't think anybody gives a shit. It's, you, you it, know. it was cool. He took over The Ridiculous. Yeah. He did a version. Yeah, I, Blitzer, and you gotta like, love took, him for that. Anybody who's self-deprecating and cool like that, like has so fun cool. with it, is great. In his segment, he was just saying, like, well, this band wrote a song for you, Anderson Cooper, but my song's way better. Yeah. And I'm the rock <laughs> god of CNN. Oh, so it's great. Will Blitzer, yeah, you know? it's, it's so like, cool. You get to see it's cool when you can see behind yeah. you know, the, the what they have to and do. And those guys are national icons and they're great and you guys and you had fun with it, it just turned into something that you know manifested itself in a great way, which is so cool. And, so people should check that out. Yeah, please. And check I mean, out it, the it's song. so surreal and abstract and amazing yeah. and I thought that was the pinnacle, but then I realized talking to Matt Pinfield can kinda No. Oh, I'm glad you feel that way, man. You guys are great and I'm so happy to have you here. Are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> I'll stay. I'll stay here all day. No, it's <laughs> all right, I know they'll kick me out. No, no I never kick you guys out. They'll kick me out. <laughs> oh no, no, you know the building will kick me out. Amazing, <laughs> I still have a building pass for every one of these MTV buildings after all these years. Shh. Please don't tell them. <laughs> yeah. That's how I get to use the gym free across the street. Oh, cool. You, nice. have, to, you have to go through the SpongeBob's and yeah, the I go mouses through, out yes, there? Yes, I mean, no. I think it was when I played that uh, role on the Naked Brothers Band on Nickelodeon. Then they made a cartoon of me with a baldness ray that I would baldify <laughs> the entire world. <laughs> and that was a great moment for me. I mean, that was a great thing because my kid was just young enough. Yeah. At that period of time, it was 2000, I think, and eight. So it's five years ago. She was like, you know, eight. And she was like... My dad's a cartoon. <laughs> it was cool. You know, that's, that's awesome. Even if he is the bad guy. That's cool. But that's not, yeah, <laughs> listen, not as cool as the Wolf Blitzer thing, though, which is great. Thanks, so, man. guys, the new record is so great, man. And it's so cool. And people need to pick it up. It's on anti or anti. Mm, anti. Yeah. <laughs> but I, lo I love the record, by the Thanks, way. Thanks, man. And, um, on Oni Pond. Yeah, on Oni Pond. And I want, I want people to please listen to the record and check it out. I know you'll want to own it. And, you know, get the actual CD. If you're a fan like me, who oh, is there a, vi a vinyl the, version? The vinyl's right? cool, yeah. And we're the, all the lyrics are in the vinyl too, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, this, this is the first time I've actually the CD the vinyl too. Right. First time I put lyrics in. I yeah. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's just do it. This record deserved the lyrics to be in there. Yeah. You know? No, it does. I mean, the songs are great. That's not to be cocky or anything. No, it's just, it's not, it just it's felt natural, cocky. you know. Like it's it, another way for people to understand your, the things. That it, it's just a way to connect, you know. It's yeah. just it just felt like the right time to do that. No, it's amazing. It really is, guys. It's a great record. So thank you for coming, man. It's so good to have you. Guys. Thank you. Ryan Absolute pleasure, man. We got we got to yeah. get a picture of me uh, one a dead again picture. Yeah, for... let's do it of all of us. We'll <laughs> yeah. do it right now. But guys, thank you so much, man, man on the Hivecast. Thanks so much for listening to us today. This has been the Hivecast with Matt Pinfield. For all things music, news, interviews, live events, and more, go to mtvhive.com.